On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we've got a little NFL, some NBA news, HBCU football, and so much more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, email us at the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Lastly, you can also hit us up on the Facebook group, Carolina Sports, but talk talks back. Man, oh man, oh man, y'all never know how much that is to spit all of that. Like, whoo, man, I be doing something when I do it. But nonetheless, welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Man, I want to welcome in my main man and yours, TJ Highstar. But uh, that that guy is on uh, vacation, so they don't want to see him with another host. So we got to go and get another host. I went and got my cousin of the show, as uh, High Star would say, from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast, my guy, Be Easy. What's good with it, bro? Oh, man. Thank you for having me. Dog, I appreciate you being out here rocking with your boy, man. I got to go ahead and let the Carolina Sports Talk fans know, man, uh, you are the man responsible for yours truly being out here in this podcast street. So that make you the OG, man. I got to give you another shout out. And appreciate you, man. I don't know if folks knew it, man, but uh, I got my start here with Carolina Sports Talk as an opportunity through Crux Media and uh, rocking with you, dog. So I appreciate you, man. Well, I just want to say, like, you know, the great poet laureate, uh, Sean Corey Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, said, um, how many uh, billionaires came through me or something? I count three or whatever. Uh huh. Four, including LeBron, something like that, taking it to sports. You know, how many podcasters came through B? So let's get it. Let's get it. You the got you. You the pod father. <laughs> yeah. Can I talk my stuff? <laughs> Already, my dog. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm I'm glad to have you out here with us today, man. We gonna jump into the show now. Normally, we would just go straight into some NFL, but we got an email today that I feel like really needs to lead the show. So we gonna rock with that. You got mail. We got our very first email from a famous person, bro, and um. Oh, wow. Yeah, it definitely comes in the person of none other than the one, the only, DJ Highstar, man. So uh, we're going to go ahead and kick off the show. Now, I don't know if he knew this was going to happen, but I'm absolutely doing this in his accent. Like, there's no way I'm not reading this in his New York Charlestonian accent. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the first email of the evening, Peace Carolina Sports Talk Nation. Salute this week for holding it down for me this week. In my mind, I'm sipping pina coladas on a tropical island while weekend of football. Need wait, need your thoughts on two things. And this is really not him. I don't know who this is. That is my I don't know. That sounds like an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it just went off the rails. But we're gonna we, listen, see it through, boy, my boy. Robbie Anderson's insubordination on the sideline, all right? What do you think of what do you think of it? No, I'm not because I'm just going to mess the email up. What do you think of it? <laughs> Does the lack of professionalism hurt him at and at his new team? 
Is it okay for passion to supersede professionalism? Where do we draw the line? Secondly, where is the rogue going in going for it on the fourth down attitude mentality coming from this season? I witnessed many teams this past week go for it on fourth down in the red zone and pass on the easy three. Are you a fan of this aggressive Madden-esque approach? Other than that, y'all hold them down for your boy. Remember, I'm DJ Highstar, the real expensive liquor. I'm the top shelf, top shelf with the bars. Peace, DJ Highstar. Well, shout out to my dog on vacation, man. We appreciate you, bro, uh, shooting in. Um, be easy. Let's start mm-hmm. with it with the first thing. Robbie Anderson. For those of you who may have missed it, uh, Mr. Robbie Anderson was traded from the Carolina Panthers this week to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, some thought as a result of his behavior on field. Um, others who really know the truth understand that it was a result of a trade that was very likely already in place beforehand, but nonetheless, he was traded after having a blow up with the coaches on the sideline and being sent essentially to the background, to the, uh, to the locker room with what was quote being called a hurt wrist at the time. So all of that being said, bro, what are your thoughts on the Robbie Anderson situation? I mean, past examples for the NFL, you know what I'm saying? We, See that if your talent supersedes your offense, then people will get you no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Antonio Brown, he's had three chance, three or four chances. Um, even the guy that in Dallas that threw his girlfriend on 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 the guns or whatever, mm-hmm. somebody was looking to pick him up. Um, we've seen domestic violence cases and things like that, and people still get those players. So him yelling at a coach or you know going at a coach or whatever, um, that's like you know that some people can you know, justify that as, oh, he's just passionate. So, um, I, I don't think it'll look badly unless he does, doesn't play good. Like Ray Rice, he, he, he was already on his downturn anyway, so nobody wanted to get him. Um, but you know, as long as you're a good player, somebody will pick you up. Yeah. And Ray's was a little different because it was against a woman and because there was video, like, and I got on high star about this a couple of weeks ago. It's always worse when there's video, but with the Robbie oh, Anderson thing, oh, most definitely. So with Robbie, here's why I, I don't think it's going to be a thing. If, it, if this was big deal, no thing, it'd definitely be no thing. There's a secret, behind, uh, there's a story behind the whole blow up. They, they, they characterized him or painted him to be, oh, he's mad with the coaches. No, let, let's talk about why there's, there's context to everything. Um, that does not absolve him of his feelings, but I'll get to that. The Carolina Panthers knew that they were having talks about trading Robbie Anderson prior to the game. From what was provided to me through somebody with a very close to the team source, um, they knew they were going to, and he asked specifically, was he going to be able to play? And they told him no. no excuse me, yes, we're playing you. No, we're not trading you right now. We're, we're just exploring, but nothing's set. Da, 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 da. We're playing you. We're playing. Through the first half, he had been targeted zero times. There was an integral third and two or third and three in the third quarter that even if just his presence on the field would have made a difference and would have been a chance for us to actually made it look like we were trying to win. They took him out of the game and had him on the sidelines, and that's when he had the blow up. You're telling him they're telling him one thing, but their actions were showing something completely different. Now, mm-hmm. did my dude necessarily have to handle it like that? No. Now, knowing who Robbie Anderson is, Robbie just a hood dude I don't know if you ever had a chance Be easy to hear him talk in an interview But that's just Robbie bro And so he blew up Was he right? No But did he have justification? Was there context? Absolutely So I don't think it's going to reflect The Panthers dropped the ball yet again And, and that's that's the that resulted in that situation mm. 
So second part of his uh, com- uh, High Stars email, the rogue going for it on fourth down. Or wh- which one are you a fan of? You thinking more like, nah, let me go ahead and take these guaranteed three or nah, I got to win and I'm going for it on fourth down every time? Um, I want to say it's a lot. They're starting to do that more just based off of analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, even like last year and the year before, they were saying that teams should go for it more on fourth down. But I think people now are just, you know, doing it. But I like it when it's not my team and and, <laughs> and, and they don't get it because it's exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was one year um, the Ravens went for it on fourth down at the end of the game against the Steelers. And um, uh, 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 Lamar Jackson threw the pass. And I want to say his, his receiver was like a tight end or fullback or something. Mm-hmm. He just turned wrong which would have been a touchdown and would have won them the game, but we like won by a point or two points or something like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. It's exciting. And like you said, in the email, it's a, uh, brings Madden-esque excitement mm-hmm. to it. You know what I'm saying? So I like it. I like it. Listen, I'm a, I'm an offensive guy. Anybody who's uh, in any of our fantasy leagues. And now uh, we'll talk about your fantasy league in a little bit, your fantasy team in the Carolina Sports Talk League in a little while. But anybody okay. that's in any of those leagues, they know I love offense. Man, I wouldn't even need a punter, bro. So basically, like, I'm definitely in favor of it. I love going for it. I love the drama aspect that it, it, it kind of brings to the game. And it keeps it exciting, man. Football is at a high, all-time high with regards to parity. There are a lot of good teams and, unfortunately, a lot of bad teams. So it seems like there's a balance where going for it and, and, and that um, Madden-esque approach, if you would, definitely makes it feel like, you know, some excitement added to these games. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I did not need a punter. <laughs> really? But, like, fourth and two, and you on the other teams, you know what I'm saying, 40-yard line, I might go for it. Stuff like that. Man, fourth um, and two from my 35. Let's go. Bump it. Execute. Let's get it. Nah. <laughs> well, without further ado, bro, let's get into some, of these, so into some of these scores so we can talk about these exciting games. How's it sound? Sound good. Let's get it. Week six in the NFL. And if you hear the music is low, especially because be easy with me right here today. Anyway, <laughs> the Washington Commanders take care of the Bears in Thursday night football, 12-7. to 7. Ravens fall to the Giants, 24-20. Colts over the Jaguars 34-27. Patriots over the Browns 38-15. Bengals over the Saints 30-26. The Buccaneers fall to your Pittsburgh Steelers 2018. Falcons over the 49. (laughs) Falcons over the 49 is 28-14. Jets over the Packers in Green Bay 27-10. Vikings take care of business against the Dolphins. I still hear it loudly. Vikings take care of business over the Dolphins 24-16. Los Angeles Rams beat the Panthers 24-10. So the Seattle Seahawks take care of business against the Cardinals 19-9 in a very underwhelming game, but still a good game. The Bills over the Chiefs 24-20, and the Cowboys fall to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles 26-17. And in Monday night, yet another primetime disappointment by the Broncos, 16 points falling to the Los Angeles Chargers in overtime 1916. Bro, of those mm-hmm. games, man, which ones kind of stood out to you the most? Um, oh, let me go to my list because it was one. <laughs> I wonder if- which one against an NFC South team, AFC North. Oh no, I wasn't I wasn't I, I was expecting that. You know, my quarterback got hurt. I thought the Bears were going to win. Okay. I didn't expect the um the Washington football to, the Commanders to win cuz I thought they were um pretty bad. 
Um, they I didn't are. think the Niners <laughs> were going to lose to the Falcons. That was one. Um, so they may be they may be a little fugazi because I thought I thought the Falcons were pretty bad, but I think they're three and three. Um, and the uh, Colts, I was I, I guess I, I saw some I seen some pretty bad scores for the Colts, and I thought they were a little worse than they were, and they they won um, their game. Um, so th- those were some of the ones that stood out to me. Um, everything else this season in the NFL, it's a lot of parity. It's not really. Mm-hmm. You know, one team that's really standing out, head and shoulders above the rest. Like it's 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 a few teams that's kind of like in a, kind of like in a um in a pack that that are kind of similarly uh, uh competitive. And then you know you got the low tier and then the mid tier. But it's I think in, in any week you know like the movie and the, the phrase any given Sunday. So um, it's some good games going on. Absolutely, yeah. That that Thursday night game, man. That that one for me was. A heartbreaker. The Bears had so many opportunities to be great, man, leading up to the final play. And it was just like, why are y'all acting like y'all don't want to win? And very much so, they, they did not want to win. Um, the Colts, I, I talked about it last week. They've just got some magic. They're beating teams that they really shouldn't beat because they aren't as good as they are, uh, as they have been playing, especially with the loss of Jonathan Taylor for as many weeks as he's been gone. But they, they just keep on winning. I, it's going to make it real hard to pick against them in the next upcoming weeks, man. Uh, is Darius Leonard back? Uh, not yet. Okay. Not yet. And so the defense has been still playing at a high level, but um, yeah, nah, I, they, they they just keep on winning. They've got uh, some some backups. What was the young man's name? I'm uh, I'm about to look him up now because I had a feeling about him just looking at them in um, in in uh, fantasy. Deion Jackson, the running back, man. Mm-hmm. He he came out there. I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and pick him up. But it was the leading running back point getter in fantasy this season, man. I mean, I mean this past week. So shout out to Deion Jackson for uh, coming through and uh, boosting out my fantasy this week. Now, along those lines. What did he do about 50-something points? Now, nah, he only had 27, but that was 27 for a third-string running back. Um, oh, he was your leading. Yeah. No, no, no. no. He got the most points in um, across standard platforms. That was what ESPN oh, was Oh, not the Carolina sports. Yeah, no, 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 no. Because, you know, ours is the uh, – souped up offensive league <laughs> oh okay 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 yeah so how did you how did you do in fantasy this week how many how many leagues you in and what your record look like what your teams look like i can only handle one league because i'm 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 young um i had to beat up on my my brethren our uh crux media family member um jones from the music jones podcast um and i scored i, I scored 167 points to his 79 Yowza. Um, yeah i'm three and three Okay. On the season, um, okay. and I'm in the Carolina Sports uh, Talk League. So, okay, okay. You know, I got to get the guys back in. We've not had anything with you all since the uh, since the draft, man. So we got to get y'all back in here, get a little trash talk, get some updates on the league to see what it's looking like. Where um maybe I think maybe mid season point we can kind of check and see and stop in. What do you like? How do you like your prospects for the rest of the season, man? You think you're gonna kind of cruise a little bit higher, or you maybe back balance around that 500? You think you about the tank? What it looking like, man? Now I'll probably be around 500 because um, I don't have like my biggest point getter is is a uh, is Josh Allen. Mm. But then I also have um, Stefan Diggs. So um, okay. like this this week, both, you know, they're on, they have a bye week. So this week probably be a low scoring week for me. Um, I don't really have too many other big names. I have Deontay Johnson from the Steelers. Um, I have uh, Kenny Pickett. I picked him up after he 
got a starting job and then he went out. Um, so I, I, he's questionable this week. So I'm, I might, I may have to take him out and put in um, Ryan Tannehill. He was my second quarterback that I used because in this league we have a two, mm-hmm. two um, quarterback league. Yeah, I thought Juju Smith Schuster was gonna, you know, do something big with um being with uh, Pat Mahomes, right? And he's just run of the mill mid. Now I will say this He did score his first touchdown this past week uh, he did. First he touchdown did. of the season So shout out to Juju But um, yeah. uh, Speaking of old Steelers uh, Wide receivers Now I'm going to tell you guys And I'm going to give you this one free Because I'm not in that league And I've already targeted him And by the time that this is aired I would have already had him on my squad So um, Mr. Chase Claypool Is an interesting addition Off the waiver wires this week Because with Mitch Trubisky likely getting the start next week, or even if he gets any nods in practice, I think Chase's resurgence with a familiar quarterback is going to be worth him being a flyer because he scored twice this week for the first time um, since last season, scoring multiple times. But sneakily, he's available in a lot of leagues, and I really think that's going to be a good look, man, because he started off the season with a lot of expectations, kind of let a lot of folks down. I myself drafted him. And quickly sent him to the waiver wire for some folks who were producing. But um, if he's available, I think I'm going to go and try to scoop him, man. What you think? Hey, Cliff, I got to stop you right there. Uh Uh-oh, not so fast. Now, you know the Steelers are my team, and Chase Claypool is my boy. I even got his jersey in the closet. (laughs) We go way back. That's my boy. But this is the first game that he's done anything impressive. (laughs) <laughs> 12 points and 11 points week one two and three four five i had to sit him on the bench and as soon as i sit him on the bench he has the unmitigated goal <laughs> the audacity to score two touchdowns now, i don't know what he's <laughs> going to do this week against the miami dolphins but i would advise anyone to not pick that clown up and that's my boy <laughs> ladies and gentlemen stefan a smith <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you talk now let me talk no hold up not <laughs> to Stephen A I'm done see we got celebrities all around today man high star emailing Stephen A making appearances let's go uh, now the Panthers oh lord the Panthers oh lord my Panthers we got out there in LA and acted like yo we fin- we want to win we, we mm-hmm. win and then we panthered it up in the most panther way possible um the Rams took care of business 24-10, man. I, I don't even really want to get into it. Um, with aside from Robbie and, and, and that whole debacle on the sideline, it's just like there aren't any takeaways. We, we, we have Christian McCaffrey, who is showing himself to play healthy for the first time in a long time. Now, I, I think you may have been privy to some of this going on throughout the week, but uh, there's a lot of oh, is it going to be a fire sale? Should they trade everybody? Oh, should they just keep everybody together? Do you have any opinions on uh, which way the Panthers should go with that? Um, I'm not a fan, but I guess maybe it's because of me being a Steelers fan and we really don't do that type of thing, like get rid of everybody and do right. the rebuild. And we one and two, uh, one and one and 15 and all of that. I'm not used to that. And I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I, it's against my religion you know? <laughs> with the humble flex. So, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Bro. Yeah, it's against my religion. So, I really wouldn't advise it, you know, probably for him and his career. It may be best because, you know, I, it looks like you guys really need a quarterback. I have more faith in Baker, but I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of the talks where, you know, people may be interested and they're interested in shopping him or whatever, but I'm not a fan of that. 
I'm not a fan of that. You know, if you got to get it out the mud, get it out the mud. Honest. Don't go dive in the mud. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, <laughs> don't throw all, all, all your dirt out trying to get to the mud. But no. Yeah. Um, I, I am under the belief that there are certain linchpin or um, franchise building blocks that will for no reason be traded. Um, and then I believe that there are several superstar level players that if you made just a crazy enough uh, offer, they'd be crazy enough to take it. Um, Christian McCaffrey falling into that tier and into that level for me. He is someone who they believe in, and he's not yet 30. He's 26 years old, so he's not old by football years just yet. He still has a lot of mileage, and he's showing himself to be healthy. So he he is a player that is – last week he was 74.2% of the offense um, and production for that team. And so That's too much for a running back. Which is why for them he needs to, with a quarterback, become a lot less of that. But then knowing that he's that kind of threat – I think with a quarterback that takes that offense to the next level. And that's why I believe, like I said, if, if he's going to be traded, it's going to be for some like Kings ransom, multiple top round picks. Um, and if it is, so it's going to be to a team that's on the ready cusp to win now. and ready to win. Now my mm-hmm. top three picks that if Christian McCaffrey uh, is to be traded are going to be the Buffalo bills, the Los Angeles Rams or the Philadelphia Eagles. I think I'm I'm gonna go with the Rams because didn't they trade Acres? They they're trying he's to on the block or something like he's that. He's trying to. He's been having some issues. If you go back to the opening game against Buffalo, he played two downs. Um, so he's been having some issues with the team all season and just not been himself. Both he and the team have come out and say it's not as a result of any physical thing. It's not like he's lost a step. He's a less of a player. There there's some other issues that's going on inside that locker room that are prohibiting him from wanting to be there and them from wanting him to be there. So they are in fact trying to seek a trade for him. Yeah, that and that might be the thing that you know ignite their offense with Dave kind of lackluster this season, especially coming off of winning the Super Bowl. So. Um, that might be the spark they need to get old Christian out there, you know, the great white hope out in L.A. <laughs> and if you, if for those of who for those of you who who may remember, he's familiar with that side of the country, being a Stanford man um, and having you know spent his college years out there in California. So it's 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 a easy transition for him. Now the other two teams, all of those three teams have something in common. They all have first round picks. Philadelphia having multiple first round picks, one of which is very likely going to be possibly a top 10 pick. And so if you can consider them wanting to go ahead and get rid of that one and make it to the Super Bowl, they'll be happy with a 32nd pick and still having a first rounder. But nonetheless, they they have multiple picks, all of those teams at least having a first round. They have a glaring need at the running back position and they are all Super Bowl looking caliber teams at this point in the season even the los angeles rams with the woes that they're having offensively if you insert a a player of christian's character and abilities into that offense i can guarantee you that trash matt stafford's gonna look a lot more like the past matt stafford um because this year he has been a shell of himself but you insert christian into that instantly they're a different team not to mention Mm -hmm. Allen robinson can go ahead and get healthy you've got van uh, van jefferson that will be coming back healthy for them you insert a Christian level, yeah, they're going to look all of the bit of the offense that they were that won the Super Bowl last year. So something to be uh, kept an eye on for as we move forward through and closer to the trade deadline. Now, we want to talk a little bit about our pick'em scores from last week. Bro, how did you do overall for the uh, for the week last week with your record? I was, 
the living the life of mediocrity, seven and seven. Okay. <laughs> a 500. Mm-hmm. <laughs> DJ Highstar went eight and six for the week. So did I. Uh, what's your overall record right now? Well, because I started late with you guys, um, I, I'm not as, I didn't pick as many games, but I'm right. uh, 24 and 22. Okay, but still above 500, respectively. You're two games over. Um, High Star is sitting on 48 and 46. So he is also two games above 500. Your boy, though, over here around these parts. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> I'm sitting at 54 and 38. A healthy 16 games, uh, a full week's worth, if you would, above 500. So, uh, I think I'm going to free, free, let me see a different team. I'm going to free pick today. I'm not even going to put any thought into it. I'm just going to blink and pick some folks today and give you guys a chance to catch up. You're going to let the the ancestors guide you, huh? Ancestors and the football gods, let it be so. Now, so um, (laughs) let's jump into some of these NFL scores. What'd you say, bro? Let's get it. All right, first up, opening up on our Thursday night slot, we've got the New Orleans Saints going up to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Saints, Cardinals, who you got? Uh, the Cardinals. All right. Uh, I think Kyler Murray going to do something. That's all I got. All right. So he does actually have D-Hop coming back from a six-game suspension. So uh, that being considered, I am still going to go with the Saints. I think with their quarterback coming back, uh, old Crab Legs, McGee, I think uh, – they might be starting to make some things move out there. Alvin Kamara definitely is producing in fantasy, and I want to see him win. So I'm going to go Saints in that one. Now, as far as High Star, he also has the Cardinals winning. Next up, Browns going to the Ravens. What you got? Oh, uh, <laughs> Ravens. Say again? I got Baltimore. I got Baltimore. Okay, the Ravens. I think that's going to be a clean sweep. The three of us all lock in on the Ravens. Next up, the Buccaneers traveling to Charlotte to take on the Panthers. Bucks, Panthers, who you got? Uh, the Bucks on rebound from that big time loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they're gonna mollywop their <laughs> uh division. <sighs> High Star embarrassingly also selected the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's for you, High Star. I'm going with the Panthers to shock the world. We're back in Charlotte. It's a team that we know will be a little bit healthier. I'm hoping that Jeremy Chin can get some workouts this week and the Panthers come back and shock the world after their trip across the country and take care of the Tom Brady's. Next up, the Falcons at the Bengals. Who you got? I got the Bengals. All right. High Star does too. I'm going to go with the surprising Atlanta Falcons. Um, the Bengals are due for a hiccup, and I think this is the one. The Falcons have been able to run the football, and I think they're going to stun the Bengals up in Cincinnati. Next up, Lions at Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys. Yep. I got Clean yeah. sweep across the board. I think we all three got that one as well. Next up, Giants at the Jaguars. Uh, I got New York Giants. Clean sweep across the board. All three of us have selected them as well. Packers at Commanders. Uh, even though I hate the air that Aaron Rodgers breathes, uh, I'm going to pick the Packers. You and High Star both are picking them. And it seems like the smart pick after him having lost to the Jets last week. But I think the issues in Green Bay continue after my prediction of this being Aaron Rodgers' worst season of his career. I think the commanders with the fighting Taylor Heineke's at the quarterback position are going to mm-hmm. take that win at home. Colts traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Who you got? 
uh, take me to another place, uh, Tennessee. And how the song go? It is. Yeah. This is definitely going to be a week for you guys to either catch up or get further behind. You and High Star both have the Titans. I'm going Colts in this one. I've been picking against them every week, and every week they seem to find a way to win. I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts in that one. Next up, Texans at Raiders. Uh, in the words of Chris Boomer, uh, the Raiders. I am going to also ride with the Raiders on that one, and so does High Star. So it's look like a three way on that one. Hey yo, hey yo. <laughs> I heard it as I said it. The New York Jets, who are really in Jersey, go out to Denver to take on the Fighting Broncos. Who you got, Jets Broncos? Um, the Broncos. I, I don't know what they need, um, but it's it's not looking good for them this season. I'm going with the Jets. Yeah, Jets, man. The the. Russell Wilson robbed them people, man. He got their money. Stick-up yeah. style. Kansas City Chiefs take going out west to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Uh, I got the Chiefs bouncing back. Getting a dove. Yep, I'm locked in with that one, too. Chiefs over the Niners. Seahawks at the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers didn't really look good against the whack Broncos. So, I'm going to go for the Seahawks on this one. Okay, we got some some little disturbance here in the water. So you're going Seahawks, High Star, selected the Chargers. I think I'm leaning a little closer to you, and I think the Seahawks are going to take care of the Chargers out there in L.A. I don't see them. If they play like they did last night, they're definitely going to lose. So do not fix your mouth to ask me this next one. <laughs> so in the game know. that uh, that's <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins, uh, be easy at selecting the Steelers. Let me uh, tell you something. Rick Ross, Trick Daddy, a pit bull. They need to bring all the people out from Club uh Club Live. Trina, all them boy. Trina, all of them. That's that's the, they gonna DJ Khaled. All of them <laughs> can't stop the Steelers from getting this W this weekend, baby. You, well, High Star disagrees with you. He's gonna pick on the Dolphins. And honestly, Tua Tungavaloa is slated to get the start. I think he's hungry. He's going to play a little bit reserved, but I think it'll be enough. I like the Dolphins in this one over the Steelers as well. Uh, yeah, all right. Wait till uh, Big Cam get a hold of him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> knock him out. Hey, man, i knock that man out again, man. He, he, he going to be a spaghetti leg again getting out hey, of there. You know, and you know what? Honestly, though, and, and if, I'm being, if I'm being honest with it, you can call me Hedgie Murphy, High Star. I know wherever you are listening, you're going to say it, but I'm flipping that. I'm actually going to go Steelers in that one, too. Way to go. I, I'm I actually knew I could go do Steelers. it. I should have yeah. been a lawyer. Dog, you've done something he's never been able to do. I'm flipping it mid-show. Like, I'm definitely, now that I think about it, because he's going to play scared and y'all have the defense starting to play healthy, um, I I would love to see TJ Watt back. I'm not sure if he's coming back yet, but um, no, nah, I think I'm, I'm going with the Steelers in that one. And then on Monday Night Football, the Bears of Chicago taking on the New England Patriots in New England. Who you got? Uh, the Patriots. They look, they've been looking good lately. They put up a bunch of points last week, so going with the Patriots. With the third-string quarterback in there, Mr. Uh, Zeppi, they looking good in, in Beantown. I'm going Patriots, too, and as is High Star, so... We'll definitely see what the week holds, man. We've we've got enough in there. I went I went across the, the green enough this past week or or with this upcoming week that you guys should hopefully, I mean, catch up a little bit on it, man. What you think? Uh yeah, we are gonna catch up. You you you've rolled the dice a little bit too much, and you're about to crap out, sir. <laughs> 
yeah, we'll definitely see. Along with that, I know somebody who did not crap out this week. In fact, my guy is out here. Mr. Jordan Poole has signed a new four-year contract to be uh, to be extended with the I almost wanted to call them the Los Angeles, but no, the Golden State Warriors, the LA Warriors. Now that hey hey, it's going to be the contract is going to be guaranteed at least one point two three million dollars, but the total number on the contract. I'm trying to see if the Lexus ad will move. If you add up all of the two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Um, in, in like levels of incentive, he can earn up to $140 million over the range of that contract. So shout out to my dog for getting that money, man. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, you know, good for him. So here's why I think it's a big deal because they're saying the Warriors are saying, Hey, we know this thing with you and uh homeboy just went down, but uh, we'll, we, we signing you, man. So uh, what's up? You know I mean, what it is. I mean, in basketball, they play with monopoly money, though. So, like the the numbers that they get are astronomical. So, you really you really can't gauge it. And and you know they they're in Marvel world with the money. Like it's just so much. So me and my feeble mind and my feeble pockets can't really compute. So shout out to him with all of that money. Word, most definitely, man. Like I think that um, I think it's a good look for the for the franchise. I think he is an outstanding player. In fact, I've got him uh, slated to win some postseason awards, and that takes me to our next topic. Um, there's been going on on social media. A lot of players been kind of making their predictions with regards to the uh, NBA awards for the 2022-2023 season. So I figured, why not go ahead? And I know you're a, a more of a postseason guy, so we're going to ask you to fast forward to the postseason 2022-23. Who is, and so we're going to basically give you the awards predictions. We're predicting the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, Rookie of the Year, the um, Sixth Man of the Year, and Coach of the Year, along with the Eastern Conference, Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, and then the NBA Champions. So along those lines, bro, who do you have winning the MVP for the upcoming NBA season? Uh, I got Joel Embiid. He's been robbed a couple times. Uh, Jokic won last year, so I definitely. I think, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I think they. I think he's gonna step his game up and he'll win it this season. I think with him and James Harden having a full season, this uh, this being their first full season together, I think they have spent a lot of time where he's going to be able to play off of they play off of one another better, and Joel will definitely be the benefactor of that, and I could see that. I, however, am going back out west with a young man who I think is hungry. I, when he came in the league, I said, yo, he's got that Kobe killer mentality. And a lot of cats was like, oh, nah he's, nah, he's not that. He's just an athlete. But slowly, every year, he improves himself. He makes himself that much more of a dog. And um, I think John Moran's going to take home the, his first of what I hope to be many MVPs this upcoming season. So defensive player of the year, who you got? Uh, Giannis. Mm, I, struck, I almost picked Giannis. I really did because I could see him doing it, being the force that he is. Um, I went over somebody a little bit more under the radar, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaws' mm. group uh, teammate. I actually, oh, yeah. I actually expect them to be really good this year. It would not surprise me for them to be a top two seed in the West. Um, I think with all of their youth and the experience that they have now, they're going to come back hungry. And I can see Jaron being healthy this year 
and being the defensive player of the year easily for me. So next up, the most improved player. Uh, I got Tyrese Maxey from Philly. Okay. I think he's going to have an increased role, and I could see that. I'm going Ben Simmons just simply because I, <laughs> I like Ben Simmons. I know a lot of people don't. They call him jokey. They call him soft. They call him weak. I like his game, and I think he's going to shock the world and surprise a lot of folks. Now, mm. six man of the year, who you got? Six man of the year. Uh, if he comes off the bench, uh, Jordan Poole. Mm. I, I also have Jordan Poole as the six man mm-hmm. of the year. <laughs> I guess we can go ahead and lock that up for him. Shout out to Jordan Poole, winning the six yep. man of the year, 2023. Uh, rookie of the year. Uh, rookie of the year, I have uh, Banchero. Okay. From Duke. Yeah. Okay. I got Ojai Abagji. Um, first, because I like his name. Second, because I think he is going to be in line in Utah to be able to get a lot of minutes. And, and, and I would love to see him be able to use those to, to be something fruitful and, and to kind of blossom so we can say his name a bunch more. All right. Next up, Coach of the Year. I got uh, Steve Kerr. I think the Warriors going to do it this year. And- uh, that's a foreshadowing for my future picks, but um, yeah, Steve <laughs> Kerr. I think Steve Kerr can get coach of the year. I actually selected Willie Green. Um, I think that he has. Wait a minute. Is he from Mississippi or something? Uh, no, he's from Detroit. Oh uh, well, of course. That one of the blackest names come from one of the <laughs> blackest cities. Willie Green. This is pregame meal like cornbread and 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 collards. <laughs> Jeez, he loved turkey wings. <laughs> Willie Green. <laughs> wow, Willie Green. No, I, it really turned into uh, DJ Blaze showroom. Head coach, head coach Willie Green. He is the head the coach. Thing, of the, the only New thing that would have made his name blacker is if his last name was Brown. <laughs> Willie Brown. <laughs> Sheesh. He got a Cadillac, don't he? He got a Cadillac. <laughs> Willie Green. Coach Willie Green. Yo. Oh, my a, God, bro. He got an uh, endorsement with toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> and in the malt 40. <laughs> Generic toothpicks and black and miles. Oh, my gosh, bro. Willie Green, the former Celtic, <laughs> now head coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, man. Um, oh, he got, oh, gosh. He loved crawfish. <laughs> him and uh well I, I know i start to say him and uh zion but i don't know if you're seeing pictures of zion lately but zion has um gotten to fighting trim as the bros would say man uh, i think zion's gonna have a, a, a good season i think they as a team cj mccullum is one of the most underrated players in the league mm-hmm. um and i love his leadership for that team you bring in a superstar of the level of zion um with that cohesive unit that they have um the slim reaper part two out there um another former laker that we let go someplace else but nonetheless I see Coach Green being able to. I'm not even gonna say his first name because at this point you just then kill this man's name. Uh, and oh, and he's six three too. That's just hilarious. To me. Anyway, um, I think that he's got a chance to coach them up really good. They wouldn't surprise me to be able to be a top four, five seed ish out there in the West because this West is going to be incredibly, incredibly um, competitive throughout the year. So definitely want to give a shout out to Coach Willie Green now. Lastly, we want to go ahead and pick who do you have coming out of the East to represent the 
NBA on the East side? Uh, I, the Bucks and the Sixers. Don't steal my picks. I'm picking neither of them. I actually went what? a little bit deeper into against the grain, and I have a team that's going to shock people, much in the way that Toronto, when they had um, when they won the championship that year, mm-hmm. look out for the Chicago Bulls next year, and that's okay. who I have coming out of the East. They are a tenacious, hungry, disrespected team that I think plays some of the best defense when healthy in the National Basketball Association. Um, There's no, 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 like, doubt about the fact that I love uh, Alex Caruso, the bald eagle, the white mamba, um, and, and I think his leadership was lost when, when he got hurt last season, mm-hmm. and they just dealt with a lot of injuries. If DeMar DeRozan can play anything like he did this past season, Coupled with them having that health, watch out for the Chicago Bulls, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. The only reason I'll disagree with you is because I personally bought a pair of Chicago Bulls authentic uh, basketball shorts. Whenever I do that for a team, they typically lose. We'll see if I had been privy to that information. You yeah, know that's I mean? the insider. <laughs> Forces say skip. Nah, but anyway, yeah, that's a good. That's a good sleeper. Yeah, who you, you got? Coming- Bulls and who else? Now, I'm about to say, who do you got coming out the West? Oh, you mean coming out? Yeah, like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. well, so in the East, I had the Bucks and the Sixers. I think the Bucks will play. And then um, in the West, I had the Warriors and the Clippers in the in those finals. And the I think the Warriors. Clippers. Yep. Um, and I don't want to, I, I, I can't, I, I can't reveal my sources. Mm-hmm. But someone has told you. Someone has told me. Someone close in the organization. Who you trust very, very much. Who I trust very, very much. <laughs> um, and then I think the Warriors going to win it all again. Okay. And then Steph Curry is going to retire as the wow. greatest player. You know, you know what that deserves, sir? That there deserves... Uh... Ooh, this is hot. This hot. <laughs> I think, yes. Okay, Stefan retiring at the end of the year. I know. I figure he got about yep. seven, six more years playing, getting the boy money. But okay, he wins. He wins this and goes out and on it'll top. Definitely put your boy out of the top ten. Who? He who shall not be named. I'm not going to say his name, but you know who I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. It's going to bump him out of the top ten. I'm sorry. There is no, oh, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, listen, now I got to steal a Stephen A. You shouldn't have a voice to talk about <laughs> basketball, okay? If you think that Kobe Breen Bryant is not top 10, you don't need to talk about basketball. That's yeah, all for okay. it. Dog, In the word, okay, I'm going to use the words of uh, another, uh, of a, uh, a, a basketball owner, Donald Sterling. Oh. What, is, what has he done? But what has he done? I'll tell you what he's done. He's got AIDS. No. <laughs> oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you tuning in to the very last episode <laughs> of Carolina Sports Talk. Yo. Oh, my gosh. Big Kobe Black Dog. Kobe Bryant. Bruh, ain't no. <laughs> and for those of you who are missing the argument, so Be Easy was on on uh, a few weeks ago, months at this point, because it seems like it was yesterday. But anyway, um, and 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 we went through top ten all time NBA players, and in his list, 
he ba- just barely had Kobe Bryant. What did you have him at? Like ninth overall? Something like that. Ninth, eighth, or tenth. And just for the sake of realizing that there was no way he was going to be able to come onto this peer program and yeah. not have been on his list. But you're yep. telling me that. So you did. You didn't have um, Steph in your top ten at all. No, I think Steph was like in my top five. Okay, I have to find the list, but I think he was in my top five. Okay, but if he wins this year, let's say he has another performance similar to what he had last year, dominant throughout the regular season, consistent, steady hand, gets into the finals, amps it up, wins another finals MVP, another championship. That at that point we give him what five and two MVPs. Where does that do realistically for him in the top ten all time markers for you? <laughs> That'll put him in the top five. Have to, right? Oh, I've already got him in my top five, so I would probably push him closer to, like, number four. Yeah, because, I mean, he's not going to number one. He can't. No. Nothing he can do. Uh, to number me. two has to be the LeBron. Mm, does it really have to be? Yep. And my number three is Magic. Magic, listen, Magic, respect. I respect Magic for who he is. He got five, right? Who, Ma- uh, Magic? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Corey, Curry has to be number four. He'll push somebody up. Like, Larry Bird will be, like, number five or six in mine, so. Mm, you like Larry Bird in my top ten. But nonetheless, <sighs> shout out to Willie Green. We have Green. to rehash this argument that if it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, the NBA would be getting WNBA numbers. <laughs> but, but here's my thing. If it wasn't them, it would have happened just in a later way because there is no way that Michael Jordan would have been able to do what he did in college and them not want to capitalize on that for in the in the professional game. So again, Michael Jordan would have been a mechanic <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for Mike Magic Johnson. Welcome to the, the body shop. Can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> have hey. you ever heard him talk? Oh, let me stop. This is recorded. <laughs> As I look at seventy pair of Jordans in my closet. Exactly. Right this listen. You can say what you want to say about my man, but he—he's a shrewd businessman. So, like, yo, yeah. I mean, he's gotten billions of dollars. His kids, kids, and ain't got to worry about money, man. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Hove. I started to say Hove. Shout out to Jordan, man. He's the Hove of the sneaker game. I give him that. Go. Yep. But yeah, nonetheless, let's go ahead and move forward, man, into a little bit of. HBCU football, man. Now, bro, you put me up on something that I had heard about but missed and glad I had the opportunity to check out, man. And for those of you who missed it, Coach Prime Time down there at Johnson State University was on 60 Minutes this week. What did I say? Johnson. I said Johnson straight? You, Johnson. you, I know what's on your mind. Jiho is on your mind. That's what on your mind. Listen, it's coming. Oh up. no, that's that's uh in A and T. That's, that's not A&T. Johnson C. Smith. No, yeah, but Johnson, Johnson C. Smith homecoming is coming yeah. up though. It's homecoming yeah. season, bro. You know what I'm talking about? Let's get it. it. But nonetheless, Jackson State down in Mississippi, um, and it was an interesting overview, man. I, I'll let you go ahead and I'll pitch it to you. And let you take 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 to kind of tell us about it. What were your thoughts? What were your immediate um, reactions? Or what kind of stood out to you most from the interview? Um, I just. It was just an opportunity to, for him to, you know, say all the things that he's been saying basically in the in the black press, you know, to say it on on network television. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a good interview. The uh, interview, I forgot the guy's name, but he asked, you know, some good questions. And Deion Sanders, you know, basically told a lot of the parallels between his school and a, a power five schools. You know, what I'm saying some of the, like the money. I, th- I want to say they their budget is like four million. Um, for the football team, but like other schools, are, you know, big schools are like 
12 times as much. Mm-hmm. I, I did they say 50 times as much. Yeah, no, it was a lot. Very much so. Like, I think it's 50 because I know like some schools have two and three hundred million dollars worth of budgets for just like that season. So, yeah, definitely. It's it's a fraction of what they have at other schools. Yeah. And one thing that I heard, I, I think it was like because Dion and um the coach from oh, what's the school? What was the school they just played? And it was a little controversy with him and Dion. Oh, oh was it Grambling? Grambling. No, 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 no. His no, dad no. coached at Grambling. He's over at, um, and we, matter of fact, I'm going to just look because we just talked about it last it's, week. It's um, Eddie Robinson Jr. Or Eddie Robinson yeah. III or something like Alabama that. State. Alabama State. Yeah. yeah His Robinson coach Jr. has said that, uh, you know, if he loved HBCU so much, why didn't he go to one? Why didn't, you know, he could have went to um, FAMU instead of uh, Florida State. Mm-hmm. But in that interview, Dion basically said that, you know, the, the power five schools didn't go after four and five star players back then. Right. So now they, they you know, they're being more bold and going after it. Um, I, Not only do I wish they did do that more in football, I wish they would do that in basketball because in basketball, a player like a Zion, he could make a, a bigger impact on a basketball team than, you know, somebody on his same level in football. He could take over a whole game and, you know, maybe prepare like a, a division one HBCU to the final four or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I want to see more of the basketball players, you know, make those leaps. Yeah. And, and, and I agree. It was very illuminating. Um, I, I've long since, how can I say it? I've not been a proponent, uh, an opponent, but not necessarily a proponent of it saying, Oh, well, Dion's just shining a light on something that was always there. HBCU football has always been good. Da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, I have to give the respect. He does definitely change the profile. Um, mm-hmm. He mentioned, and it was art, uh, documented during the um, during the interview of how the economic impact of who he was as a superstar changed the conversation for not just the school but the conference, and how the other schools are now benefiting and they're getting all this extra revenue as a result of it. Um, names that wouldn't have come to the table if it not for him are now negotiating with them. He didn't like go to some of his million dollar friends and or sponsors. When he needed a new field, he went to Walmart. Went and, to Walmart. And, and because it was Walmart, they were like, oh, yeah, now we got that. How many million you need? Oh, no. Nah. And we get to be a sponsor? Oh, yeah, now we got you. Knowing that they're going to get that name recognition along with just the fact of they got that money to spend. And so it's like certain mm-hmm. things like that. Now, I realized when looking inside their facilities how much more he has modeled that after some of the top programs. And that's the kind of thing that's going to take to invest in these programs to mm-hmm. get those big names. Because there's no, like, especially with NIL being what it is now, once upon a time, you had to go to the big schools to be able to get that high level of money. Now, you can go to an HBCU and still get your two, three, four, five, six million dollars uh, worth of NIL and, and be good to play those couple of years until you get onto the league. But being able to change the experience, if you get hurt, and you need a certain level of facilities. A lot of these schools aren't going to have that. And so mm-hmm. being able to invest in it requires, is going to be required to get that level of player to come, which in turn isn't an essentially investment because the more you get them, the more you win, the more people can start to come. And, and, and it allows the program to turn into what it is. Now, some are going to say, oh, he was awesome from the beginning, but not very long ago during the pandemic or right after the pandemic, when they first came back, he was having losing seasons. Mm-hmm. He was he, he was still implementing and getting the players that he wanted, but Jackson State was still very much miserably Jackson State over the last two seasons. Now with so much of with uh, seven or six weeks, seven weeks I think into this season, 
And going back to last season, he's only got two losses. And both of those mm-hmm. came last season. One of them at the hands of South Carolina State University, who got their first win. Shout out to them getting their uh, first home win uh, at homecoming. Nope, that ain't what I wanted. That's what I wanted to give them. <laughs> yeah, homecoming eight. They was like, yo, let's go ahead and get this dub. But they're, they're, they're playing at a not another level because they have athletes that aren't even close to that. So now they've got themselves in the conversation to not only continue to dominate HBCU football, but now it's like, hey, Let's get some of these big boys in here and get scheduled with them so we can stack ourselves up to see where exactly we're looking. So one of the things that go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. One of the things that he said that kind of stood out to me was if one of the bigger schools came knocking, he would listen. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? He said he said and I I thought it was an honest answer, um, you know. Especially if if he builds a program up the way he wants it. And if they come knocking, then, you know what I'm saying, that would be only be fair for him to say it. Um, even, like, how you said about them playing, like, bigger schools, like, a lot of the teams, like like you mentioned, South Carolina State, they played um, uh, University of South Carolina this year. Mm-hmm. And that's like a – you know, a lot of the schools do that early on. The, the smaller schools will play the bigger schools, but he's not allowing his team to do that because he says he's not ready. He's like, we don't need the money game. Um, he's, it, I, he was on a podcast, Earn Your Leisure. And he was he he basically broke down the money issue how you know those schools they get less than a power five school would get to go play those same games mm-hmm. and so it really doesn't average out so you just getting your team beat up for nothing so he really doesn't allow his team to do that which I think is smart and if he can build his team up to really compete and if he can go out and beat them like an Appalachian State does um, every year they seem to beat a you know beat a, a bigger school or whatever. Um, I think it'd be good for all of the HBCUs. So he he has a plan, and it seems like he's executing it, and he's executing it well. Uh, I don't think it's, it's any other NFL player, former NFL player, that could have gone and 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 shining the light the way he's shining the light because he's talking to talk, and then his team helping him walk the walk. So absolutely. Um, and even at Tennessee State, if you look at what Eddie George has been doing up there, he's <laughs> he's turned them around, but it's they they're not Jackson State. Um, yeah, I. I I, I feel twi- kind of conflicted about his honesty. First of all, I appreciate it and respect him being honest. Like, yo, I'd be a fool not to. Because at the end of the day, he would be a fool not to look if another team came, a bigger team came knocking. But that also kind of confirms the argument or the conversation that many loyalists within the SWAC say he's here for his own benefits. He's here to, yeah, he's shining light on the HBCUs in the conference and stuff, but when he goes, he's taking that with him. He's not trying to stay and build a legacy or do something that's going to be established and sustaining, and, and, and a lot of that is simply him who he is as the sideshow. And so they, they feel like it could ultimately have a lot of long-term disadvantages for the conference and for the school as opposed to just the, enjoying the short term because as they're filling these stands and oh it's prime time and oh they've got the best players in the country and da 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 if he leaves all of that leaves with him i don't see them sustaining that notoriety and or that level of recruitment now granted they'll still have the facilities they'll still have whatever culture that's established but when he goes he takes his name along with them and that then changes the narrative and they almost revert back to Jackson who where where, where are they at they they do what which conference uh, I, I kind of disagree really okay yeah i kind of disagree cuz the college culture once the school gets to a certain level is just the school the coach really doesn't matter as long as the school is winning no but um, that's what i'm saying 
it's not gonna it's not gonna sustain like that. Because if you look at look at the SEC right here, South Carolina, the University of South Carolina, they had a, t- a time period when Jadavion Clowney, the number one recruit in the country, said, "I'm staying home. I'm going to South Carolina." During his three years there, they were able to select and get a lot of talented individuals from around the country because they knew there's a name here. There's a quality. There's a reason to win. And during those three years, they went 11-2 and two consecutively in all three seasons. He left. What was the name here? Him, Jadavion Clowney, the top talent in the country. Okay, but it wasn't a coach, though. It was a player. Right, but that's what I'm saying. It He was the draw. It was one singular thing that allowed everything else to be heightened and enhanced. If you look at Auburn during the Cam Newton days, they're still a good team, but when Cam Newton was there, they were the talk of the country. There's going to be always be your Clemsons. There's always going to be your Alabamas, your Georgias, where they'll have a standard where it's super high, but the smaller Stoke schools, the smaller programs are those who may not traditionally enjoy that level of success. When you have one singular polarizing entity that allows everything else to be uplifted and heightened, when that entity or individual leaves, everything else falls back down. After three consecutive 11 and two seasons and beating Clemson consecutive times for the first time in like ever, they ain't beat them since. And now I, I, I fully anticipate that it would be the same thing that yes, Jackson State may still have a high level of performance, but there won't be nearly as many fans that are coming to see quote unquote the spectacle that is Coach Prime. Because believe it, believe it, doubt it, whatever. Coaches, fans, and players come like they make a product that's visually appealing to certain people, and that's why they're going to come to the games. We talked about it last week that if the Panthers didn't put on the field a winning performance or or a winning product, that the fans weren't going to continue to go, and that's why it's empty, and you see more San Fran fans or what I expect this upcoming week to see more Tampa Bay fans in the stands than Panther fans. It's fully going to be the same thing down there to me in Jackson State. When he leaves, a lot of fans are going to be going with him. Mm, I don't know, Cliff. I don't know. Um, I, I think he's he's starting something. He's starting a culture. Not, no disrespect to the Panthers, but because that's the analogy you used or the parallel you use. But mm-hmm. the Panthers don't really have a culture like that. Um, and I don't think they planted themselves, you know, the 25 years or whatever. Or 20, what is it, 25, 23 no, we no, we passed twenty five. We're at twenty seven now. Twenty seven years. What? Twenty seven years. I, I don't know. It's just y'all haven't dug the roots deep enough or something. I don't know. But I just you know. And then with the with with, with uh the Gamecocks, South Carolina Gamecocks, mm-hmm. uh, they all went downhill once they went to Under Armour. They should have stayed with Nike. <laughs> and been all right, so yeah. <laughs> now I, and I'll say this, and I, and I'll leave it alone. Um, the Panthers had that culture. If if you were around anywhere near Charlotte during the 2015 season, the buzz that was here, the excitement that surrounded that team, the the buy-in that was there, so much so that if you didn't have black or blue on when you came into Charlotte in the Bank of America, you felt uncomfortable. But we were winning. There was a product that was worth it. That That culture is fleeting, unfortunately, here in the Carolinas. But when winning is a part of it, then, then they're there. Like teams like y'all, now granted y'all don't experience much losing around there in Pittsburgh, but the culture is ingrained. Y'all been around since the 1800s. So like it's there. 
Um, we're, <laughs> we're still a melting pot city, a small town kind of field with a lot of folks who are fans from other things. So that culture needs to be established and winning goes a long way. Consistency goes even further with that. So um, I think I would love to see him stick down there with it. We'll see how he how it plays out. But nonetheless, Jackson State seems to be pivoted or perched to sit on a stoop for a while to go. But mm-hmm. another team that seems like they're making some noise and where they are, the Benedict College Tigers, sitting at 7-0 and overall with 6-0 and in the conference, took care of business this past week against the Al- uh, Albany. Albany State Golden Rams, who now sit at 5-2, and 3-1 and in the conference, having lost their first game. Now, at the time of the tip, the Tigers were ranked number 23 in the country, and the Albany State Golden Rams were 20. So I'm um, got to check out the, the ratings or rankings when they release. I thought it would have been last night, but I didn't see him. But they, I'm hoping to see him kind of climb up in the rankings a little bit, man. So shout out one more time to the Tigers, man. Um, bro, yeah, I'm excited, man. They look good. They 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 overcame uh, a quick start by Albany uh, in this in the second half. Well, not a second second quarter, nonetheless. But um, held on for a 24 to 20 win, man. I'm super excited to see what they're able to do this upcoming week and then back home on the 29th for homecoming, man. So uh, you got to come pull up on us one day at, uh, at at Tiger Stadium, bro. Yeah, when I'm not recording one of the many podcasts that are on the network. So, you know, and this seems like a good time to pause uh, here at Crux Family, uh, Crux Media <laughs> Family of Pods. We have some of the greatest staff available. Uh, Brandon, if someone is interested in joining Crux Media, what would they need to do to do so? Uh, if you're interested in doing a podcast, uh, email us uh, info at cruxmediagroupllc.com and we'll answer all your questions. Anything you want to know about podcasting, we got you. Over 20 years of experience and uh, we can answer any question. Uh, we can handle any task. So who would be a good person to start a podcast? Who would be anybody? <laughs> Me or you, your mom and your cousin too. <laughs> Rolling down the strip on Vogue's. Are they also slamming Cadillac doors? Exactly. Ah, say less. Yes. But, but now, nah, like, I, I know a lot of folks have inquired and, and kind of reached out to me and hit me up and asked the questions about it. But I definitely got my start here with Crux, man. And um, it's, it's, it's upward, man, like the support that you guys have provided. I listened back to <laughs> some of our earlier shows, man, and just I can literally hear the input and uh, the, the fingerprint, if you would, of Crux Media and you specifically. Because like I mentioned and alluded to earlier, uh, y'all bees used to fuss at me hey man that sound bad don't do that do such a such a such a. <laughs> he, he would help your boy get right and and, and I, i'm greatly appreciative of it man so yeah if you guys want to uh, get some information about starting your own podcast if you've got one that you just need a little bit more support with whatever it is make sure y'all hit them up and what's that email address one more time info at crux media group llc.com and like cliff said we do consultation editing recording anything you need we got you all right. It, you know what time it is, folks. It's time for Big Deal, No Thing. That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. You know the segment we give you some headlines throughout sports and tell you if it's a big deal or no thing. Not going to keep a big one today. We've only got a couple of slate, a couple of items on the slate. So first up, University of Tennessee taking care of business against Alabama, 52 to 49. Big deal or no thing, bro? That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I agree. That's a big deal. Why you say? Um, particularly for my homie Byron Young, uh, from Georgetown. You know what I'm saying? Uh, linebacker uh, over there at Tennessee. Shout out to him. 
Okay. And my Facebook friend. So whenever he gets that big time NIL deal, I'm going to try to mooch off of him. But uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Anytime you beat Alabama, the reigning champion of, you know, whatever league you're in, you mm-hmm. know, that the SEC or whatever, um, I think it's a big deal for them. So Definitely, definitely. I say it's a big deal for a lot of the same reasons. Tennessee was 0-7 in their last um seven matchups against Alabama. So for them to come back and make a statement, they were a lot of people were saying they were legit. I think they just proved it with that hard fought. You scored 52 points on an Alabama Nick Saban defense, man. You done done something no matter who you are. So shout out yeah. to them. Next up, it is opening night in the National Basketball Association. Big deal or no thing? Uh, shout out to the homie Mel, uh, the homie uh, Benita, who loved basketball, but Nah, that ain't no thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. Oddly enough, nah, that ain't no thing. Why you say? Because, man, they got a, a bajillion games to play. Like, it's not like <laughs> football. These games don't even matter. You exactly. just get to see new uniforms and new sneakers. That's it. Bro, for everything that you just said, it was very well said, my dog. They have 637,419 games on every <laughs> Saturday night, bro. These games mean nothing to me. Opening night, it's cool. I am interested in the opening night slight games just to say, oh, it's back. But nobody watches preseason basketball because regular season basketball is preseason mm-hmm. basketball. Um, the games, though, let's pick them real quick. The two that are, we're going to do two. I think that might be on two, but we're going to do two. Uh, first up, Philadelphia 76ers travel to the new coached Boston Celtics. Oh, you got Sixers or Celtics? <sighs> Um, I'm gonna go with the Celtics because they want to act like it's not a distraction that their uh coach head coaches <laughs> um, and they're gonna win this first one, but they gonna they're not gonna do good this season. Mm. So I'm, I'm gonna go with the Celtics just for the first game. They're gonna be hype. Their replacement coach was on staff. I heard one uh, analyst say that he's going to do his best Emo uh, impression, and I think they're gonna try all they can to be who they were last season, but. Um, that magic is going to be lost. It's, it's going to be a distraction. They are going to struggle. And I think the Sixers are actually going to take that opening night game as well. Next up. So, the, no, go ahead. Well, you said he's going to do his best email Doko impression. Is it his his uh, team, um, is, is his pregame meal, is that going to be Fufu? <laughs> or or, or the, uh, what's the one they pick up with their hands and the fingers? Is that that's the fufu? Oh, uh, th- then yes, he might very well do fufu so. And, oh, and okra soup or something, whatever. And okra, um, <laughs> the okra made of soup. <laughs> and then he gonna drink some uh, heart shaped herb. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My you, bad that's you what know what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> show. The power of the black panther will be stripped away. Skipped away. <laughs> Yeah, all of that. Yes. As we move forward, the Los Angeles Lakers at the Golden State Warriors. Who you got? Um, Golden State Warriors. Easily. Shout out to E40. Ew. I'm telling you about the Golden State Warriors, fool. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I'm going Golden State, too. The Lakers are beat down. Uh, Mr. Glass himself, I'm sure he just broke a toenail going someplace. Anthony Davis probably won't pay play. Dennis Schroeder had a finger surgery. He's out. Thomas Bryant just recently um, was hit riddled with an inch and ugh, riddled with an injury. He'll be out. LeBron's 112 years old. Yeah, no, nah, I don't even know why. I, like, but I picked us for the finals. But yeah, no, we're gonna lose. Golden State wins that one. So mm. 
Man, oh man, dog, I sure do appreciate you coming through hollering with your boy today, man. Y'all give it up. Make some noise for my guy. Be easy from the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Man, let them know what you guys got going on out there in uh, DJ Blaze land, man. Uh, A whole lot of current events talk. That's what we do over there. Shout out to Amy. Shout out to Key. Um, And it's, it's uh, a little more vulgar. Than and, this show, and so. by a little you mean a lot. <laughs> time to time, yes. No, but no, but definitely funny stuff, man. You can tell this guy is a jokester. He's slick with it always, man. So if you want your feel of current events, check him out on the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Available where? Everywhere you get your podcast for free ninety nine. My dog. Anything you want to highlight to people before you go, bro? Uh, tell um just for high star um stay away from Avon, stay away from the West Side. <laughs> Because uh, Avon and them over there. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that is going to do it if the button will play and it doesn't seem to want to, but it's still the end of the show. So, boom. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, at Carolina Sports Talk, or to be a part of the show, email cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Facebook group, Facebook group's name is Carolina Sports Talk. Talks back. Man, I'm out of here, man. Y'all, peace.